Hello, could you please introduce yourself? My name is Jamshed Kashkari, and I come from an Indian occupied territory uh, from Srinagar, which is the capital of Jammu and Kashmir. For our listeners, could you just place Kashmir in the subcontinent? Kashmir is located in between China, Pakistan, and India, north of India. So it's very strategic place then. It is. And because you've got three nuclear powers surrounding you, China, Pakistan and India, all hold nuclear weapons. It's a very strategically important place between the three nuclear powers. And also uh, the ancient trade route, Silk Route, uh, passes through the Kashmir, which makes it economically important, which has an economic importance too. Then there's uh, the eastern part of Pakistan, to the north is China, and to the west is the western part of Pakistan, and to the south is India. Yes, and also we, we, we got a little bit border with Afghanistan too. Yes, uh, that's right, because um, that was a very important during British colonialism, wasn't it? It was. Because the British were having a lot of trouble with, with the Afghani tribes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they had a lot of trouble there. And they probably sought refuge along that silk route. Yeah, they, they did. And then, of course, the British left. Yes, exactly. And I think that year was, uh, was that 1947? Yes. And so it, it, we were talking before about the parallel with Israel, the, um, the Al-Nakba in, in Pal- Palestine occurred in, in 1948. So, there was a lot of reversal of the colonial powers at that time. Yes, exactly. And you've inherited this this history. So, what is the difficulty now? So, basically, you know, on 5th August last year, Kashmir was semi-autonomous region. And it was governed under the Article 370. Now, what they have done is, they have revoked the Article 370 uh, divided Kashmir into two parts. It was a state and downgraded it into two union territories. These articles, they're United Nations articles which hold um, some sway in, in international law, I take it. In, they are not the international United Nations article, but they were, they were the article between, between India and the people of the Kashmir, Article 370. So that, that article is part of the agreement to have this semi-autonomous zone in Kashmir. Yes, exactly. It was only till the referendum, United Nations sponsored re- referendum, will be held in Kashmir under the United Nations resolutions, which India was part of it and accepted it. So does the United Nations recognize Kashmir as an independent state? In, you know, under United Nations Charter, Kashmir is a disputed territory. Uh, is it an occupied territory? It is divided into two, Indian and Pakistani-controlled Kashmir. And the dispute is between the Kashmiris and the Indians? Yes, exactly, because Pakistan is ready to hold the referendum. So they, they are willing to hold this said they will accept whatever the people of the Kashmir will will say, will agree to, you know. Yes. Yeah, so While India refuses uh, to accept uh, the you know, uh, accept to conduct the referendum. So this dispute has been going on for seventy years. 
Yes, exactly 70 years. Not from 1947. That's terrible. <laughs> that you, it is. Terrible. And so you, you are an exile from your country, or can you go back? I, I, I go sometimes back, but now I have unable to go back in, uh, lately because uh, because of the seas uh, from uh, from August last year. What was that? What happened? Uh, what they did is they sent more army into the Kashmir and reoccupied it and got rid of the Article 370 and uh, uh, divided Kashmir into two union territories. So really, it, down, it's under military rule? It is. There are 500,000 Indian uh, army plus security force in Kashmir. And so they would have high security, they would have shut off your internet, they would be putting curfews on the streets, they would be um, really pushing the population down. Uh, uh, Kashmir is known as the biggest prison in the world. Uh, they, are, they are restricting the people's movement, they have uh, got rid of the internet, and now lately they have allowed it only to, to G. And, uh, you know, so, so they control, uh, it's, it's, it's a prison, you know. People are there as a prisoners. You know, a friend of mine, Jamshed, a, a few years ago, when she visited there, she landed, I don't know, at what airport, but she said there, was, airport, yeah. there was all these um, razor wire and there was military um, machinery and soldiers everywhere. She said it was like like landing in a in a war zone it it is a war zone and the indian army is uh, you know destroying the are using the using the uh, medium uh, weapons to destroy houses of the people there so they are trying to like you were saying that they're trying to move indian people into kashmir to give them houses and have them uh, live there, uh, thus creating a sort of a, uh, like, settlements. Yes, they are exactly, they are, uh, their aim is to change the demography of the Kashmir. And what they are doing is now they are, they are going to settle the people, uh, the army people in Kashmir, give them the houses and, like, exactly how Israel did the settlements in, 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 in Palestine. When we talk about the Kashmiris, are they one people or are they ethnically different and do they have different religions? Yes, uh, you know, we, we have got various ethnic groups in Kashmir. One are the local Kashmiris, the other are uh, known as uh, Paharis, which is kind of a nomads. The third are gypsies. The th uh, third were the Ladakhis, and among them is also there are a couple of ethnic, ethnics, you know, Kargil and Ladakh and Dogras, which are similar to the culturally uh, to the Punjabis. So we, we, we got a, you know, a lot of uh, ethnicity there, a few ethnicity there, and different languages there too. So when it was an independent state before the partition, was it a like a, a functioning multicultural society? It was. It was a it was a multicultural society. The ruler 
of the of the country was a Hindu ruler. It was a multicultural country. Yes. How ironic that uh, a Hindu nationalist like Modi has gone in there and disrupted the previous arrangements so that he is pushing conflict into that region. It is. Yeah, and there are, uh, so far, over 120,000 people have been killed there. And there are thousands and thousands of people in the jail. Underage people are in jail. They have all been reported by the uh, Human Rights Watch in, in their reports. What can we do? You know, you're an expatriate and they, there's, you have a cultural association and you're organizing functions. Um, what, yes. what, how, what, is, what is the plan? What, what are you trying to, to do? We are trying to, you know, uh, make Australians know what's happening in, in Kashmir and what are the uh, brutalities in, uh, India is doing in Kashmir so that so that they can ask their government uh, to put pressure on India and even to impose some economic sanctions so that they are able to sort out the Kashmir issue according to the wish of the people of Kashmir. Of course, Australia has a lot of economic relationship with India. We, we give India a, a lot of our coal from Queensland and, through the famous Adani Corporation. So. And also uh, Australia is exporting a lot of uranium to India, uh, which, which is used in, in nuclear bombs and other things too. Talking about mining, of course, the Indians are taking the sand and minerals out of Kashmir. Exactly. Uh, the, uh, the sand and minerals extraction was a local. Uh, you, you local used to do that. And after the revocation of the Article 370, they have given it to, to the Indian companies. So that, you know, their livelihood has been affected from that too. Are they able to levy any royalties on the mining, the Kashmiris? Uh, I don't know because uh, they have lately changed the rules. But it's not only a question of royalties, it's a question of the indigenous people who used to work there, who used to look after the environment. So now these corporates will take a lot of sand and it will be an ecological disaster. We know a lot about that even here in Brisbane where Stradbroke Island was mined for 60 years of its sand and they nearly destroyed that island. That's a big fear and that's going to happen in Kashmir because the big corporates, they, don't, they, they are not worried about the ecology of the people. They are worried only about the profit. That's what they will be doing. While the locals used to keep a balance between the economic needs and the and the ecology. So when you get together on Sunday, will there be a mixture of, like, indigenous expatriates, um, people, you know, like yourself, educated people, a whole range of different people from Kashmiri society? Yes, there will be uh, there will be a whole range of uh, uh, people from Kashmir society, uh, you know, with different backgrounds, plus there will be a lot of Australians, uh, also there. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners? Please, you know, stand up for the people of Kashmir. They are being, uh, their, hum- their human rights have been violated. They are being brutally br- brutalized in, the, in, in India by Indians. 
So please uh, raise your voice for them. It will be really appreciated and uh, a contribution towards the cause of Kashmir. I suppose we should say that it's a certain brand of um, politics that's driving this, you know, this, this very strong... Hindu nationalism that has been represented by Modi and he seems to have got his own people in the thrall of this nationalistic idea. Now, are the Kashmiris, are they like that? Are they very nationalistic? The, the Kashmiris are the most democratic people, you know. Uh, when India, got, India and Pakistan got separated or uh, formed, you know, and Gandhi said the only way of hope for humanity is seen in Kashmir because you know they, you know they they are really really democratic and uh, you know uh, and very tolerant nation. I'm thinking that Gandhi must have hoped that there would be a peaceful solution after the British left, but unfortunately, violence overtook the um, that whole partition and it it was you know it's so sad that someone who represented non-violence would end up there'd be over a million people killed yeah exactly and the, also Gandhi was killed by the same people the same organization RSSR, RSS uh, which are ruling now which uh, which is the parental organization of the Modi BJP and Modi has the ear of the generals. Then the military, are they? They are totally in agreement. They must be getting yes. some benefits from that. If they are, Kashmir is a big, uh, uh, you know, a big uh, port for the military too, because you know they get so much of funds and money which is unaccounted. So they are happy to have. The situation like that in in Kashmir, you know, I, I don't know whether you have heard about the corruptions which had happened in the arms deals in, in, in India, Rafal and billions of dollars. You know, uh, the politicians have taken the kickbacks. It's only because there's a Kashmir war, a Kashmir problem. Otherwise, they didn't need these weapons. So the officers are benefiting uh, monetarily from the the conflict. They are benefiting in a huge way because it, there's no accountability on that amount. You know, just to the north of here, the Indonesian uh, military, they occupy West Papua, and the big spin-off for them was the officers, the generals and everyone, they get all these luxurious accommodation with servants in in this pristine environment in in west papua they 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 benefited personally is it similar do do people have like do the military have houses and and very flash uh, kind of living arrangements same is the case with indian army too they have uh, they have took the prime about 20 to 25 percent of the real, uh, land in Kashmir, which is very, you know, picturized. It's very, uh, it's a mountain as beautiful, you know, and and they are living a luxury life there. Mm. Well, thank you, my brother. I hope that 
your event goes well on Sunday and solidarity to you. Thank, thank you very much, Ian, and thank much appreciated for your uh, you know, uh, comment. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.